0: This is The Gum Guru with Dr. Macon Singletary from North Raleigh Periodontics. This is a show about keeping your teeth and gums healthy and how a healthy smile affects your overall health. Today's episode is called, Are You Having Problems With Implants? What are the warning signs and what can you do about it? Welcome to The Gum Guru with Dr. Macon Singletary. I'm Jason Kong, thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Singletary, how are you doing? Oh. I get better than I deserve, and we're blessed by the best. (laughs) Excellent. I'm always glad to hear it. Always fun to be with you here in the studio, and we are going to be talking about implants and what we should know if we're having issues with our implants. And we've spent a good deal talking about implants, but I I think it's probably a good refresher to talk a little bit about those who do need implants and what we need to know when making this decision because it's, it's not a small one.
1: No, it's not the implant. The ability to replace a a, a natural tooth with titanium posts is you know if, if you ask me when I was a, a dental student and a resident, we were doing research on rhesus monkeys at Emory just to see what we could do. And, um, uh, Nobel uh, came out with the first baby, maybe the first implants that were tested and just very meticulously done in a uh, operating room. Till now, it's, you know, we've gone from okay. We know that if we use the right protocol, they'll be successful. Well, what does that mean? What's the right protocol? And and that varies from person to person. It's sort of like periodontal therapy. You know, you know, some people are more susceptible to gum disease than others, and, and and they respond differently with different techniques. It's the same thing with implants, and you have to be aware of the fact that if. If you have missing teeth, you know, why did you lose the teeth to begin with? Was it recurrent decay or was it due to periodontal disease? You know, I always say when I talk to patients and they're coming in for an implant consult, you know, the four things, of course, I blend the medical history and the x-rays in my oral exam and determine their susceptibility to periodontal disease, so that's the first thing. You know, do, they, or do they have periodontal problems? And the second thing is, do they smoke? Because nicotine is affects bone metabolism and affects the integration of the implant. And then, and with a medical history, are things in that medical history that would affect healing and you know, bone dynamic, bone changeover, and uh, your bone healing to a titanium or or zirconium post. And then, you know, is there good width, height, and depth of bone? So there are things that we look at that a patient says, "I want an implant." but it's not that simple per se. Yeah, and that's that's the
0: scary part to me in that it, it really isn't that simple, but sometimes, and this is not to knock all surgeons out there, but sometimes surgeons do have a very kind of almost industrial or mechanical approach to things. Uh, and as a patient who hasn't considered all the factors surrounding uh, maybe why you need an implant. Uh, if you pair that with someone who's maybe a little over eager to give you an implant, then you're, you're in a bad situation.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's, and that's why our second opinions is always a good thing to do. But um, being aware of one, you know, why, why did you have, why did you lose the implant? And um, so obviously implants are a great option. If, a patient satisfies the things that I look at. You know, don't smoke, you know, healthy, no uncontrolled diabetes. Um, and autoimmune issues can affect, you know, medication for that can affect bone metabolism and bone turnover. And then their susceptibility to periodontal disease. And so there are people who have soft teeth, but their gums are going to pot. That's the bless your heart group. You know, bad teeth, bad gums. That's a recipe for, okay, got to be careful. Maybe not want to do an ex- extensive restorative options with implants. But the uh, bad teeth, good gum group, people who have soft teeth but their gums are pretty resistant, they are susceptible to decay. Well, titanium does not decay. If they pass the other two things, you know, with height and depth of bone and medically not, you know, not compromised and they don't smoke, you know, they may be a candidate for, implant uh, replacement of teeth with implants, even, you know, one or multi. So it doesn't not negate the fact that a person can't have all implants and a fixed bridge because that's nice. You know, removable dentures are uncomfortable, but there are ways to make dentures stable with just a couple of implants if the bone's available. So being aware of the options, you know, and once you make that investment, knowing that it's a procedure. That once done, uh, I had one patient said, I didn't know I was supposed to brush or floss the implant. I thought it was just titanium. That's sort of (laughs) disconcerting that whoever placed the implant for the person, you really didn't sit down with them and say, okay, this is how you take care of it.
0: Yeah, and as you mentioned earlier, making sure that you're getting second opinions when pursuing implants, so key to make sure that you're with someone you're comfortable with and who really has your uh, whole care in mind. And I want to back up to something because we're a few minutes into this episode and you've mentioned uh, smoking a number of times. And in all the messaging that we hear about smoking, you know, we hear about our lungs and, and various other things. We, we don't tend to hear about smoking in our implants. Can you tell us why smoking has such a, a severe impact or potential impact on implants? Yeah,
1: definitely. Nicotine affects the capillary blood flow, constricts it and you need you need blood supply to bone to you know, bones constantly changing it's dynamic it's not static so if the blood supply is, is compromised the bone's not going to turn over or heal as quickly also it, it affects the white blood cells you know they don't function like they should inflammation is protective but destructive I've had people come in and smoke and they got plaque and calculus all over the place and they may not inherit the immune response that is aggressive but they don't look like they got problems it's because the the, there's no the the capillary blood flow is uh, small so they don't bleed as easy the gum is sort of fibrotic and they don't have that immune response but the bacteria is there and the bacteria can produce toxins the bacteria can uh, if it gets on the implant post it can uh, affect it it can oxidize the implant post that's not good and so nicotine masks the response. Uh, my brother was a physician in Durham. He smoked. And I said, Van, you got to stop smoking. And um, uh, he, he, he stopped smoking and he got, got these apthous ulcers and inflammation. And I said, I said, Van, it's, he said, what's going on? I said, you stopped smoking. He said, yeah. He says, your immune system's kicking in. Eventually you'll get over it. It takes about three or four weeks, but it's amazing what can happen once you get rid of that influence of nicotine.
0: That's fascinating that it can really mask those symptoms, which just makes it even more scary because you're not seeing the warning signs. And speaking of warning signs, what are some of the things that we need to be on the lookout for to give us an indication that we are having a problem with our implants?
1: If the implant's loose, if there's mobility, it's failed. Now, that's pretty far along. Most of the time, there are other things that come up first. So if we start at the very beginning – When you're flossing it, there's a certain way to floss, but if you're brushing and flossing and you get a little bit of bleeding around it, that's not good. Um, That's the immune system starting to react to the bacteria. pH goes down, oxidizes the implant post, that's not good. Body doesn't like titanium oxide and wants to get rid of it. And so, it's a bleeding, tenderness, if you push on it and it's sore, or if you bite on it and it's tender. Sometimes it'll be integrated nicely, Two things bring implants down, trauma and gum disease. And trauma can be crunching ice, uh, clenching during your sleep, uh, chewing gum, you know, eating almonds on it all the time. Um, they are, they're a great option, but you can affect integration. There's, there's no wiggle room with an implant. The implant has implant bone, and the gum hugs the neck of the implant. With a natural tooth, is tooth, ligament, bone. That's a cushion. And then around the, above the bone, what we call the physiologic buffer. The gum attaches and protects the bone. So if anything violates that attachment, it separates, that's inflammation, you get bone loss. But guess what? We can get that, we can regenerate that back. We can uh, uh, do implant repair as well. So if somebody does notice something going on, bleeding, tenderness, hurts to bite on it, you push on it. I usually tell patients, if you floss and it's bleeding, you know, go see your dentist. You know, if, if, it's, if you push on it, it's tender, you know, get it checked out, or if you bite on it. Those three things, tenderness to pressure or brushing, flossing, if it bleeds, or when you bite down on it. And it still may be integrated, still may be fine. It's just beginning to have issues, and then that, it can be treated. You mentioned some really concerning
0: things uh, of you know, people who've had implants, maybe didn't know, Uh, that they had to brush and floss their implants. If someone's listening to this and the the warning signs are are sort of flashing in their mind that maybe they didn't have uh, the best discussion in terms of maintenance uh, with their implants, can they reach out to you? Like, how how would someone who's in that situation, and I'm sure they're listening to this probably panicking, what, what should they do next? Yeah,
1: they call the office and say, hey, I've got implants. I'm concerned about them. Be glad to look at them and just... Give them a, a, a an examination and, and tell them it's it's you can. There's some cases where the and some people have done that. They've seen my web page or have heard me talk about it, and they'll come in and uh, I say, well, or the patients of record, you know, and, the, and I say, how many times a day are you brushing? it? And say once. And I said, okay, you've got to do four. <laughs> and are you know, flossing? Well, not every day. All right. So let's do this: brush four times a day. Floss at least once, and when you floss your implant, buff it. Now, there are a couple of levels that I look at. And First of all, I look at a patient, and I see there's bleeding. Bone level's good. We call that peri-implant mucositis or gingivitis around an implant. If they go with good oil hygiene, most of the time when I get them back in two weeks and check it, it's better. Now, if there's exudate, I'll put them on antibiotic. And then, you know, I have them come back in two weeks. If there's inflammation, bleeding, day, and bone loss, that's peri-implantitis or periodontitis. Or early moderate to advanced periodontitis is a diagnosis around natural teeth. Peri-implantitis is a bone loss around an implant. So you can have gingivitis around an implant and it heals up. But once the bone's gone around the implant, it's done. It's not going to grow back. We can repair it, but those are the things that you know. I look at if somebody's you know comes in and they say I had implants. Is it doing okay? Doesn't hurt. Yeah, you know, I feel good about them. And there are times when patients come in for just routine care. There are patients of record and there's, it's bleeding, and I say okay, you know you don't want to mess around with this, and I'll show them how to floss it, and whether I put them in an the antibiotic then or wait out two weeks just depends.
0: Now. If we're someone who's had implants and we are noticing either the bleeding uh, when flossing or some sensitivity, is that correctable on our own by, you know, brushing four times a day and flossing once a day? Or is that something that we really need to have checked out by a professional?
1: If usually what I'll do, if I think that if they could pick up the oral hygiene, I'd like to... Back off antibiotic therapy as much as I can in my practice. I'll use it when necessary. But if I think their oral hygiene will bail it out, I'll have them come back in two weeks for just a quick assessment and see if it did it. And sometimes it does. I I do that even with um, second opinions or natural teeth, you know, and it's sort of borderline. And whether putting them on antibiotic or not, I'll say, okay, do this. If if we manipulate the bacteria in our mouth consistently, a lot of things will get better on our own. But yeah, I mean that's it can be done.
0: Good, well, that's good to know. And you know, it's always good to have that professional opinion, and then we can take things into our own hands from there. Well, we always have our action step of the episode. What is that? for this episode
1: and yeah you mentioned that if, the, if an individual feels they have implants and have a question about is it okay um you know, you know they can call us we'll be glad to look at it but um you know make sure they ask the hygienist is, is there bleeding around the implant you know when you floss it you know does there bleeding because you may not know it may not hurt i always say if it hurts it's like high blood pressure and glaucoma it's curtains. So you don't want to wait till it hurts. You know, you know if you've got an implant, ask questions and have your health care provider, your dentist or paradise, check it. Be proactive. It is a,
0: a major investment that you've made in your health. And you want to be able to maintain that and make sure that uh, it's not something that you're going to have problems with in the near future or further down the road. So that is great advice. Well, that will do it for us today. We're out of time. On behalf of Dr. Macon Singletary, I'm Jason Kong, and you've been listening to The Gum Guru. If you want to know more about implants and solutions, or need to schedule an appointment with Dr. Singletary, check out their website at North NorthRaleighPerio.com. If you have any questions you'd like answered on The Gum Guru podcast, send them to contact at North NorthRaleighPerio.com.